Welcome to the Phil and the Kid podcast. I'm Phil Gardner. And I'm Spiro Brisellis. And today we're talking about who we are and why you should bother listening to us. Jumping in on life yeah. here. Why don't we talk about what Spiro's done this past uh, past exciting this week? Past week, week actually, in the life. Or yeah, day it's in been life. pretty nice, actually. It's, it's like the end of the uh, busy season of the summer, or not the not so busy season of yeah. the summer. The busy season's about to start, so Quiet. Quiet so it was nice. Season. It's it's the last week of peace and quiet, yeah. and and having time to ourselves. Uh, just now, it's going to be full force. Yeah. So so it was nice to have that last last week just to just to chill and hang out. Did a lot of things on my own and things more for fun than. Yeah, and business and yeah, things. And yeah, I know work. what you mean. We so, had, uh, was it after, after the heavy, heavy spring, went into like hibernation mode almost in, in August when not many deals on the market, clients were on vacation, those types of things, right? So you can enjoy, hey, we got to start this podcast. Yeah, which that was, that was pretty cool. big. That was our, our slow summer project, if you will. Um, Took about a month, yeah, a month and a half. and To get up to this point. Yeah, now we're here. Almost ready to go. Yeah, so last week I went to Burlington Rib Fest. That was Burlington. a few days ago, yeah, in Burlington. And uh, supposedly everybody in Burlington thinks it's the only... Only Rib Fest. Only Rib Fest. I think Aurora has one, too. I, Aurora has... Yeah, Aurora Waterloo has one. Yeah, there's, there's they all. I, I remember when I went to school at Laurier, mm-hmm. a lot of the people that lived in Waterloo yeah. would tell me, oh, you have to go to our Rib Fest or mm-hmm. our Beer Fest. And, and I was just like, I'm, I'm from toronto we have we have these we have all too. the festivals yeah, we have a lot of ribs everywhere yeah no kidding so yeah no no but up. yeah it was really it was really fun it was it was nice it's right by the water they have a really nice, nice. uh lake shore there yeah so there was just a you know the classic rib fest mm-hmm. like 20 different vendors a lot right. of corn tiny mm-hmm. tom's donuts mm-hmm. so good oh Tiny Tom's is like the festival. They they must just do festival just, laps yeah. all and year round. The CNE, yeah, I think they're at Canada's Wonderland, I believe. Yeah, uh, I'm not, yeah, I'm not yeah. They sure. have a they have a mainstay shop there, I think. Yeah, that's childhood. They should have members. they should have stores on every corner oh, at this yeah. point. They're so good. They're good. Ugh. it's such a, I don't know, it's just fun watching the whole process. It right? is. It's <laughs> like apple cinnamon. Oh, it's so good. It's so tasty. All right. So but, we know Spiro's dirty vice. Is tiny, yeah. tiny, tiny Tom and tiny, tiny Tom donuts. is my dirty vice. <laughs> <laughs> I love nice. Tom. Hey, Tom. Anything else exciting going on? Um, just client yeah. work. Uh, End of the quiet season. And, yeah, and it just uh, listed a property. Um, nice. Yeah, listed that a was... property in Etobicoke. Right. So that's, we'll see. It, it comes, it's live uh, soon. So okay. it's just coming up live. Uh Wanted to wait until after the long weekend mm-hmm. to post it, not during the long weekend or right No, before. nobody's not nobody's great, gonna be looking at no. anything right now, right? And you that's wait. when you get you know four days on the market and yeah. nobody saw it because your... why would they? Yeah, exactly. Right? So, so yeah, that's gonna come on and uh, that's exciting. And also working with some clients, uh, looking for some places too. Mm-hmm. I put in an offer this uh, weekend. Nice. How'd that go? Uh, I didn't hear about it, so yeah, probably it, not the best. It, it was a it was this really strong offer. It was yeah. uh, really close to asking price and mm-hmm. i think the sellers are just waiting it's been on the market for 50 plus days. oh wow yeah it's crazy so not not offer date not multiples no no they just, just didn't like they just said oh there might be another offer uh tomorrow and 
we're gonna wait for that. But ours was really close. It was like within twenty grand of the. Asking and they would price. no sign back or anything. Sign back that full price. Wow. And uh, yeah, okay. Well, our clients were kind of just like, eh. yeah. So we'll see. That's stalled. We'll see how that works out in At the next. At least few they're days. putting in offers, right? Yeah. So this first step. Yeah, so that was good. How about you? Nice. What did you do um, last week? Last week, so we had, uh, there's a couple client projects that are kicking off. So a lot of that early early spring deals that are now closed and client projects are starting. So we've got a, uh, and I'll, I'll do some photos of it, I'm sure, on uh, on social, but we've got some uh, a triplex that's being converted, um, as well as another, another three unit that was just finished or is wrapping up. Went and checked on those. Got some uh, got some photos of those guys ready for rental listing or lease listing. Um, had a basement apartment finally got leased of a uh, of a two unit property that was completed earlier this summer. So that client is uh, is happy. Her whole property is ready to roll, cash flowing. Um, what else did we do? Landlord tenant board was fun. Mm. My uh, one of my least favorite places on the face of this earth. <laughs> And we got to spend half the day Friday at the uh, at the LTV with a relatively positive outcome. At least it wasn't too bad too. Sometimes those no. things go all day and then nothing happens. Yeah, there was uh, there was some interesting. It's fun, kind of funny because you get to sit there right and you watch every other. Yeah, I don't know, not a case, right? But you watch everything else get tried and heard while you're while you're there. And some people are on both sides. On landlords and tenants are absolutely ridiculous in what they're expecting and how they think they can kind of cry wolf and get away with it but uh no ours came to a kind of a mutual agreement prior to being heard so that was uh you know honestly probably best case outcome for both parties um what else did we do went to angus Glen last week as a, as a team uh pre-quarter four work session kind of prepping for our our new office that we're going to be in ideally next early next year uh, just kind of the growth plan for the entire team, which was uh, which was fun. Didn't end up getting to getting to golf. Uh, definitely got rained out, but we should rain check that and hit that before. It was a good. It was a September. good meeting, though. It was, it was very good. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. A lot mm-hmm. of food. Oh man. Yeah, yeah. I, I slept a lot. Tons of I was I was stuffed. Yeah. Hard to hard to focus in the bottom half. Yeah. Because of how much food, but it. Uh, it was I hated good. myself at the end there for eating <laughs> just chips. And when, it, when it's all there and it's free and it's right in front cupcakes, of you, cupcakes, it, muffins, tough to yeah. bagels, exactly. exactly, chicken wings. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> Fried chicken sandwich, <laughs> French fries. Yeah. Oh god. Salmon wrap. Oh yeah, those were those two. Those were good. Yeah, those, those were little good. like the smoked salmon wraps. Yeah. Angus Glenn, everybody. It was great a great deal. It was for uh, for room rentals, and they stuff you full. Yeah. So really nice golf course too. Yeah. It's a shame we didn't go. Yeah, I know. Slackers. Brendan went. Yeah, Brendan. Uh, he went. I think He's... he got all eighteen in actually. No way. Yeah, he went. He went solo and just pushed through. Yeah. Wow, that's I commitment. Think he was saying he shot. I don't know, eighty something. He shot well. But, yeah. you know, when you don't have us to deal with, you just plow along. That's right? true. Like, way you go. You probably play better as a single, I'd assume. Just kind of... Nobody's watching. No one's watching. I play, like, garbage when I've got, like, pressure on. Oh, I play too. garbage on a good day. Yeah. And then with, with, like, a little bit of added pressure, I just fall apart. Yeah. I'm trash. You can but. also hit as many balls as you want, and that's kind of yeah. fun. Yeah, exactly. You can take, take any, as many drops as you need to. Yeah. Mulligan. Um, exactly. What else? Birthdays. We had a couple of... Uh, father-in-law and nephew's birthday over the weekend which was kind of fun went out to guelph hung with the hung with the fam guelph nice yeah it was good uh good weekend it's a nice week too just weather-wise all around 
Perfect uh, weather. It's not too hot, not too cold. No, this is oh, a good yeah. good time of year. If we could do this all year round, mm. then I'd be uh, I'd be pretty happy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Global warming. We'll see. <laughs> might be getting there. Who knows? Not the way that I want to get there, but you know. Oh, hey, I'm a, I'm a is, half. Uh, is what it is. Glass I'm half a glass full. half full kind of guy. <laughs> that's uh, yeah. That's the way to look at it for sure. Yeah, we're all screwed. Yeah, no kidding. So, folks. Anyways, <laughs> why are we here? Right? Why? Why should you listen to us? Who are we? A lot of good. A lot of good questions that I'm sure is mulling through everyone's head right now. Um, I should stop stomping, but, uh, and this is why I want a agenda. <laughs> well, no, who we, who we are, that's obviously what everybody's yeah. asking. Like why even listen to us? Yeah. We just look like two schmucks. I mean, we are kind of two schmucks. We're basically just two schmucks that are talking into a couple microphones with a camera, but we are also real estate agents, uh, budding investors and real estate investors, um, entrepreneurs, if you will. And just Torontonians that in you know Torontonian millennials yeah, that, uh, like are, that are trying to make the best of life and looking for a platform to just chat. And we constantly get asked, "How do you afford properties in Toronto?" Yeah, that's a huge question. That's we true. Get it on a daily from friends, family, yeah, clients, people uh, that just in it. general think it's not possible. Right? It's 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 out of my range, or I'm waiting for the crash is yeah. <laughs> becoming very common nowadays. And that's, I, all, it, that's been common for the past oh, 20 yeah. years. I've, the crash is coming for 20 years. And you know what? I, I, not I can touch to... on that. Well, this is, so this is why I actually went to university. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went to Wilfrid Laurier University, and I took economics and finance, which yes. you already know. But of course. Everybody else, that's what I did uh, for the past four years. Um, the reason I did that, it was never to get a job afterwards. Mm-hmm. I, I always had real estate in mind. Gotcha. So um, going into school, I was never nervous. I was never trying to uh, get my grades in certain courses mm-hmm. really high. If I didn't like the course, I didn't like it. And I, I was really happy with that because I saw a lot of my friends who were trying to get those banking jobs or right. whatever, Bay Street jobs. Yep. And... It was really tough because they needed those 95s in all courses, even the ones that they absolutely hated. Oh. So you get a lot of people doing a lot of stuff that they do not want to do. Right. So That's for me, nightmare. it was it was actually, I, I had a pretty good time. Obviously, it was stressful too. But mm-hmm. uh, on courses that I didn't like, for example, I took a uh, an advanced accounting law course. And I thought it was pretty fun at the beginning because I, I love law. Right. So I got the full tax act and everything. Oh, nice. Yeah. And uh, started reading through it. I liked it. But then... As I kept going, I realized this is definitely not for me. And, right. and you know, it, it sucked. Even people who go into accounting will tell you, yeah, it's That's not, not, a it's fun, not fun. No. <laughs> so I, at least I didn't have to stress over things like that mm-hmm. too much where it would, you know, things like that in university just kill you. Yeah. You're, you're, yeah, yeah. you're just destroyed when you have a big exam like that coming mm-hmm. up and you got to study. So, so it was always really nice for me that uh, during my university time, uh, I also had my real estate license. That's what I did at right. the same time. So around halfway through university, I was a licensed realtor. And I, I knew that's what I was going to do. But that's where I got it the most. A lot of my friends asking me, why? first of all, why are you in real estate? Right. And uh, how did that even come up? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people think, when they think of realtors, they think of n- not an educated, yeah. uh, helpful person. Kind that, of that 
that used car salesman exactly. or like I went this route because I didn't have another choice type of thing. Yeah, like a last resort type right. of thing. What where it really shouldn't be. If you're yeah, no, if of you're, course. If you're getting someone to make the biggest purchase you're ever gonna make in your whole entire life. Yeah. A purchase that could make or break make or break you. Literally. Yeah. I, I mean there's a lot of people that are paying their mortgage payments that can't even afford it still yeah so that's because they didn't have proper advice from a realtor and mm-hmm. that's what i really believe in is that if you use a realtor you will always have that proper advice and and, and if, if it's a good realtor yeah, someone's a good realtor a girl, good realtor yeah mm-hmm. uh, if you use a good realtor someone who knows what they're doing uh who's intelligent and yeah. works hard for their client yeah uh that's what you'll find so so that's what i always answered to my friends uh when they asked that was my main reason. And right. then they would always follow that up with, well, I'm never going to afford anywhere in Toronto. So yeah, that's too crazy for me that's, to even think. I hear a lot of that, right? That's, that's such a cop out to me, uh, without really logically thinking, uh, thinking through the steps of maybe how I could afford a property in Toronto or if I even want to, I mean, some people, maybe they just don't care. They don't want a property in Toronto because that lifestyle is not for them. But for those that do to immediately just write it off, by saying, oh, it's it's too expensive, there's zero way I can do this, uh, I think it is a cop-out or or is just you're not educated enough and perhaps you haven't talked to the right people, right, who might have different strategies I and agree. methods for you to enter the market um, and then eventually maybe level up to Toronto or enter into Toronto. Uh, but perhaps that is a longer topic for another podcast. Oh, yeah, that's something <laughs> we can talk about. We can talk about that for hours. Hours, yeah. No, but it, it's 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 true, and and that's that's really important too because the way I look at it is a lot of people like to see their scenario in life, yeah. um, whether it's good or bad, or whether it's irrelevant to that, and whether it's things like politics or or mm-hmm. uh, the market, and, and they try to think of it as uh, set in stone and that they're stuck and that yes. they can't do anything about it, yeah. where they don't understand that life's sort of like a game where you got to play it and you either yep. play it to just play it and get by or yep. you play it to try to level up and, and yep. have the best character possible. Yep. So uh, if some people don't like certain scenarios, I mean, I'm sure nobody likes paying this much for homes. It's yeah, not no that kidding. fun. I mean, but if, you, if you could do it for free, then I'm sure you would. Yeah, right? exactly. But that's the scenario we are all stuck in yep. and you got to figure out a way to do it. Yeah, exactly. If, if that's something you want to do, if you want a secure investment mm-hmm. and a, a good retirement plan, that's something that is definitely a thing you should look into yep. because it, it does help and it does work. Yeah. Um, but I mean, whatever it is, not, not only real estate, whatever you do in life, mm-hmm. you got to put in that effort and you got to try to level up your character. That's your it. character being yourself. Yep. You, uh, you are the character of life, the game, exactly. <laughs> the game of life. Right. So, so yeah, so that's, uh, that's sort of why I, uh, I started into real estate. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, that's my, that's the second part of it. I right. kind of jumped to that. The first part, and I'll touch on that right now, is yep. is my family. Mm-hmm. It's it's a family business for me. My my dad's been uh, my dad's been in real estate for a super long time now. Um, I think it's twenty plus years, yeah. uh, and he actually owns Urban Village Realty. So yep. so I grew up in that whole household mindset of uh, buying real estate. It's, it's a good thing, and and. Uh, and he, he wasn't, he, well, he still isn't, uh, mm-hmm. one of the shady ones. He's not, he's no, not a guy that's not. trying to sell and you know him yeah. really well now too. He, shout out he, Nick Versellis. Yeah. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> he, he really cares of, about his clients yes. and, and that's something you don't see all the time, mm-hmm. which you probably should. Yeah, that, of course. That's really the most important thing. Yeah. Uh, so, 
so I grew up with that and at the dinner table and always talking about it. I remember as a kid going to showings with him and, and so on. So, so that's something that in my life has been really, really important to me mm-hmm. and, and something I grew up with. So it, it's pretty much second nature yeah. in, in, in some extent. And, and I, I always remember something with the hours with me too. Something about the right. hours are really nice where, you know, right now I'm working 12 hour days, 10 hour yeah. days, whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's not like I'm not working, but I, I, I like the freedom of picking when I work. Yeah. And oh, picking yeah. who I work with. That, That's really uh, nice too. The, the flexibility of, yeah, it will, who you work, who with, you work is, with is, is huge. The most important thing. Yeah. I think. And I think, um, for, for, there's two, almost two brands of real estate agents, if you will, right? There's the, the total volume based guys who, I mean, you, you'll see their, their marketing is, is killer and you, you come in from a lead funnel they deal with you on a very transactional basis, uh, and then kind of you're you're out, and then you have the more relationship based guys, which I think uh, not only Nick but our entire team is is very relational, and that we're looking for. I mean, it is it is kind of part and parcel that we deal with a lot of investors as well who are purchasing more frequently. But to have a strong relationship with a client that you could go grab a beer with and actually enjoy their time, to me is, and if those are the type of people that I'm working with on a day to day basis. There, there, there's not anything better, right? I couldn't, uh, I couldn't put myself in a position in another line of work that I think is, uh, is more fulfilling, no. right? No, yeah, that, that's really good. And, and mm-hmm. you see that in our office a lot too. With, uh, the way we all cooperate with each other too. Yeah. It's, that's really nice too. Yeah, we're yeah. not, even though there's a, you know, a half a dozen agents in the office, we're not all chomping at the bit and kind of trying to undercut each other for deals and clients and things, right? It's, it's very... Not community driven. Well, we grab lunch together almost yeah. every day. Talk about what's the hot deal. Grabbing what's beers going together on. all the time. Like yeah. it's, it's it's pretty much a friendship first, and mm-hmm. then work goes into it. Exactly. It's with, also with nice co- how colleagues and clients. Exactly. Yeah, and we we funnel each other a lot too with mm-hmm. with different property ideas, uh, especially for the investing side. Yeah. There's a lot of ideas thrown out or uh, potential properties that get passed around, which is really nice too. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's nice to work in an environment like that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, so so yeah, that's that's pretty much uh, why I'm in real estate right now. I, I mean, I could talk about this for <laughs> hours, but that's the Spiro come up story. Yeah, the short synopsis of, uh, of a little bit of my background and nice. how I got into it. So yeah. uh, we're gonna flip the script now a little bit and talk about uh, the Phil's come up story, if you will. Uh, so unlike unlike yourself, I was not hugely studious and thoughtful about where I was going to school ahead of time. And I think that's, uh, I almost say sometimes that I fell into, fell into real estate or when I, when I started, I fell into property management and that kind of carried me through to eventually figuring out what I wanted. So probably, I mean, let's go way back to high school. I was a absolutely terrible student. I, not in that I was, you know, not smart and picking things up, but I just, I would be super bored. If there was a class, you'd see my report cards and it would be like, you got, you've either got 80s and 90s in 10% one specific class or, you know, 50s and 60s in the rest because you, I just didn't care, right? There was nothing that was entertaining me. I think back then I was super into cop shows and high energy stuff like that. So I thought, oh, hey, Phil, you're going to be a cop because that's the, that's the road you go down when you don't know what else you want to do, and that didn't work either, thankfully. Went to, uh, went to uh, Seneca for all that fun stuff. Applied for so many different police forces. Got to a couple stages of interviews and then never any further. Um, 
but it was uh, we had a couple family members actually that are that are police officers, and the the big turning point I think for me was uh, my mom's cousin Vali. She's married to uh, a police officer as well, and she's also uh, an English teacher at Jordan, and she wrote a couple of books. And those, um, and this has nothing to do with real estate, sorry. But those, uh, those books were, she would either, and she would interview police officers and like emergency service workers and their families and wrote a book around like the lifestyle and all that stuff. And this kind of maybe circles back to that lifestyle design that's so big for us in real estate, right? It was not a life. Reading the books and hearing the stories and it was just like absolutely heartbreaking, the stuff that some of these families go through. And that was a pretty clear decision point for me that I was like, there's no way in the world that this is what I want for the future of my life. Um, at, at close to around that point, I had a, I had a friend's mom. She, she worked for Tridel, a branch of Tridel uh, in, the, in the property management sector. And she thankfully hooked me up with a job in, in property management. Uh, little did I know at the time that I would be working in, uh, in Orangeville, way away from home, new market at the time managing nonprofit uh, townhomes. Oh, so we nice. had a suite at, at 21 or so, 21, 22, we had a, uh, a suite nonprofit townhome complex of about 100 units, 97% of them subsidized, something along those lines, <laughs> that uh, little old me had to, had to manage all solo. And that, that really got feet to the fire learning the property management industry pretty quickly. And I think even at that time, because I only saw it through such a narrow lens, that was like, oh God, I need to, there, there came a point where I was like, I need to get out of this. I don't know if I can property manage any longer, <laughs> especially if this is all it was. Um, uh, that's a really tough job. It was, there was, I think over the two or three years I worked there, we had six deaths in the units. Whoa which are, not all of them were in the units, I should say, but some of them were pretty graphic. Um, and just uh, just interesting, the, the, just the type of, um, type of conversations that we'd be having at board meetings and things, and just not, not a spot that I saw the future of Phil again, right? Yeah. Almost, almost went through a trial and error stage in the early life of what to and what not to do. So you really hit the ground running though. Oh from the beginning. yeah, it was, it was good. Cause it, it taught me a ton and I was probably one of the youngest people at the company and I kind of followed suit for a couple years like that or for I don't know, five or six years like that, just, um, absorbing and did a lot of different things and took a, took a lot of knowledge from a lot of people around me to kind of help me grow, um, that, that level up type of scenario. Right. I was, I've never been one to stagnate, even if I didn't have a long-term vision, or a clear long-term vision, I knew being stagnant wasn't the move, right? I, I knew I couldn't sit in one job. Me personally, I have, and it took me a while to figure this out, a lot longer than you, of course, but it took me a while to figure out that I have a real hard time working for someone else. Uh, I don't know if it's an authority problem <laughs> or something like that, but it's ever since becoming a real estate agent, life is just, it just feels so much more freeing, right? Being deciding who I want to work with, deciding when I want to, not always, you don't always have the choice of when you want to work, right? But on the... Yeah, um, you're also on the clock 24-7 yeah, exactly. pretty much. But on, on the other projects like this, like this podcast, for example, right? This is something that we were very much able to do in our own time and on our own schedule, uh, which, again, having those opportunities is nice. But cir circling back to after the first property management shenanigans, 
I, uh, I went looking for a while. I worked at a condo management company for, I think, a whole whopping two weeks until I decided that <laughs> level of administration is not something that I am cut out for at all. Uh, and then I moved over, thankfully, to, um, to a, I'll call it an investing company, a little bit of like a grassroots real estate investment uh, situation. We, we were operating a many, many different things under one roof. We had a mortgage brokerage, uh, a private investment uh, firm, like a mortgage investment corporation. Uh, they also had property management, which is kind of how I got my in project management on, uh, on certain development projects. Um, what else? Credit, credit counseling. Like there was all sorts of things under that one roof. And while there wasn't really much of a clear vision, again, working with that company, things changed so frequently because each of those divisions was basically run by one person. It allowed me again to then hit, understand a little bit about mortgages, understand a little bit about private lending more about property management from a uh, private investor side of things as opposed to from like a municipally run um, properties, which again, tons of information I picked up while I was uh, while I was there. And we actually were able to create a partnership amongst a few of the employees uh, while I while I worked there, a few of the employees and the the owner of the company at the time uh, while I worked there, and we were able to start doing some flips. So uh, my first, heavy foray into the investing side of things came in the way of one of those lovely guru camps that shows up and says, Hey, come to my three hour workshop and then I will upgrade you to my three day summit. And then I'm going to upsell you on a $30,000 program and you get to come to Chicago and San Diego and all these lovely places. Right? Well, we fell for the whole thing and I'm kind of glad we did Strangely, like I know most people when they talk about it, it was, I know 1000% you can get all of this information online on many different platforms for no cost, right? Uh, or just by doing it and talking to other people that do it. Which is probably the best way. It is the best way, hands, hands down. Yeah. Hands down the best way. But what this, I guess what this did for us was it got us amped up and excited enough to go and do it. So we created a little bit of a partnership we did uh our first flip 2015 i think it was um so i guess four or five years ago now going on five years ago uh we flipped a, a property in the east end kind of woodbine and danforth area of toronto uh it was absolutely a colossal just chaos all all, all things chaos i brought in a uh, a friend to do the renovation um and that, I mean, thankfully by the end of it, that it did turn out well, but we learned a lot of lessons. I was probably working 16 hour days during the course of that, uh, the later end of that renovation to make up for some errors that had been made in Phil's project management decisions on the beginning part of that renovation. Um, and then we, one of our, one of our teammates was, uh, was an agent, but a brand new agent at the time. And we, we sold it probably for less than what we could have. But by the end of the whole thing, we were like, if we can get out and not lose money, we're, we're winning, right? Yeah. Um, it's a good learning experience. Along. Exactly. For, for our first project, having made absolutely every error under the sun, I feel like you could have made. Um, <laughs> and this is probably partly due to, like, the success was probably partly due to the Toronto market just being on such a rise, right? Uh, we did, we sold, and I think we made 20, 30 grand amongst four people, right? All right, yeah. But so I mean how long how long did that project It was last? like a 6 month, 5 6 month project. It wasn't okay. it wasn't long. Um 
But the fact it was a huge learning lesson, right? And it was just something that said, "Hey, I've done it now. We got through. We bought it. We sold it. We did every step of the every step of the project. We didn't lose money. I'm calling it a win, right? It, it to to us, it was a uh, it was a win at the time, and that um, at at the time we I think we ended up doing two more flips with uh, with that company before I before I changed jobs again. Just kind of like." internal issues it wasn't something that I, I thought was the right place to stick to for uh for the long run but uh have since actually circled back around and reconnected with them as as clients now which is which is great another lesson to never burn your bridges yeah. um even if you know maybe you have a disagreement and some things aren't working out on a individual work level burning bridges is never a good call because i mean again look we've we've circled back around and have uh amended things and are now working together on a, uh, on a client basis, which is great. Uh, and that's, sorry. So end of that, that's when I moved over to, uh, to the, my capital corner team, um, mo- who eventually joined with and with urban village realty as again, back to property management. I, I've stuck with that as like my in because that was my, my power base just kind of from a, from a work standpoint growing, um, so we came here as uh, as property management slash leasing slash an excellent agent's assistant, which again, meanwhile, they don't sound exciting. All little pieces of skills that I've learned to develop, having written tons of offers and listing agreements and prepping listings and those types of things, even though they weren't mine, have really helped me develop a skill base so that when I did get my license finally, I was uh, I was able to hit the ground running and I mean would knock out five deals in in the first couple of months, which uh, which allowed me a lot of freedom, peace of mind, if you will, just to say, hey, Phil, you can actually do this, right? And then it allowed us again time to do this podcast. Um, but finally, finally, being an agent, I think is is something that I've been coming to terms with for many years. It's. Uh, the thought of leaving a full-time job and a full-time paycheck was certainly terrifying. Yeah. And I, I think for a lot of people, it takes it takes time to get over that hurdle to say, hey, maybe you build up a, a certain cushion to say, uh, if I don't do this successfully, this allows me enough time to live. Uh, I'm not really that kind of person. I, at one point, finally just said, I'm going to make a change because this isn't who I should be. Again, two feet in, if I didn't do five deals in the first two months, we might have trouble paying some bills. <laughs> Thankfully, I did, so we don't. <laughs> but uh, that's, that's kind of that. Um, well, that's whatever you do, though. A lot of people exactly. put one foot in and then get yeah, one foot you, in results. Yeah, exactly. How are you going to be successful with, uh, with one foot in and then one foot out the, out the door or in the, oh, well, just in case I'm not successful, right? I don't think we live in that that world. You kind of have to go go absolutely all in if you plan on balls uh, to the wall. If you plan on being successful, exactly balls to the wall. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think if there's anything. Oh, we had, we did a project with uh, with the My Capital Corner team internally, another investment property. So our first uh, long term buy and hold investment was a was another joint venture. I like to do those joint ventures if you can't tell. Um, between a couple a uh, couple of partners, and maybe one of the the future podcasts will talk about the breakdown of that deal because that did end up very well. And I think this is the deal that finally got my wife on board with the whole real estate investing idea. Is um, 
being able to do, we went three, three people, so three ways on a project, converted into two units. And uh, this is a Toronto property that cash flows for about $2,000 a month. It is possible to have cash flowing deals in Toronto. Meanwhile, like, you know, contrary to the popular belief, if you will. But uh, after refinancing that in about, I think we refinanced it about nine months after purchase, we took out half the money that it, it required, half the capital that was required to do the deal. Um, and it still cash flows about 1600 bucks a month, which is absolutely spectacular. So, and, again, and we'll speak on the process, yeah, uh, definitely on, on later podcasts for sure. Definitely something that we'll get into, uh, as I'm almost like an entire episode topic in the future. Yeah. Right? This could span a few episodes. Oh yeah, even. yeah. for sure. So it's, I mean, it's really important. It's pretty much what we do mm-hmm. with our uh, investors on, yeah. on a daily basis. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's kind of Phil's, Phil's come up story. We basically just have finally gotten there at pushing 30 to the uh, HGTV life. <laughs> I wish it was actually as pretty and perfect as the HGTV life, but, you know, it's not so bad. It's, it's good that uh, the freedom is nice, for sure. That's, and that's the biggest it's just thing. the beginning, too. Exactly. It is just the beginning, and you guys get to watch the whole journey. And, that, and that's the best part about this podcast. One of the reasons we wanted to start this was mm-hmm. because... It's a very unique view on real estate, on business, and on life. Yeah. I think uh, right now, if you do listen to bit, uh, business podcasts or mm-hmm. real estate podcasts, it's usually from the multimillionaire to almost billionaire it, investor. Yeah, exactly. I like the idea of, uh, you know, instead of learning or following and watching along the guys that are 10, 12, 15 steps ahead of, uh, you know, of where the average Joe is at. We're, we're kind of coming at this from a grassroots level and you guys get to watch the growth, right? You get to see us go from maybe one step, two steps ahead so that we understand the struggle. We've, we've been there very recently. Have we, have we been there? Um, so this will be, this will be an interesting, uh, interesting experience for, for us as well as for hopefully our, uh, our listeners to, to watch us grow and to see the stages and, and learn, learn the things that we're going through. And we will obviously be bringing on guests that are a little bit more seasoned in their specific areas, uh, but again, future future topics for sure. Yeah, it's it's nice to have a, the perspective of two really different uh, backgrounds. Mm-hmm, absolutely, I, I took the sort of traditional approach mm-hmm. of going to university, finding a job. I mean, mine but was a little bit time, different. Yeah, but. at the same time, not locking yourself into the nine to five job right out of university and kind of going down that road for near a decade before finally making yes. the decision to switch. And right? it's it's a big risk too because mm-hmm. they're, you know, I I don't have that paycheck every week or mm-hmm. every other week and yeah. and uh, that part is a little bit more scary, but yeah. I think the financial freedom I mean it's already uh, proven to be a good call for me, yeah. myself. So so it's nice to have you guys on this uh, journey with us too yeah. and and just keeping updated, learning a few things here and there from our uh our mistakes and yeah. what we've done right. I mean, obviously, there's been a lot of mistakes, and any if if anybody tells you that there's no mistakes or they've never they're made they're full mistakes, of shit. Yeah. Oh, sorry, this is an explicit podcast, <laughs> but they're full of shit. Yeah, they're definitely <laughs> lying. Uh, that, that's that's just not right. So so yeah. we're really open. We're uncut, and uh, I think that's something good. Where you're going to get two just real people, absolutely talking absolutely. to you, and, and and you can listen to and and hopefully relate with us. Yeah. And uh, and and hearing from any listener is actually really beneficial for us too. So for sure, so any we're questions hugely, or... hugely open to feedback. Um, de- definitely, definitely interested in feedback. I know you've already gotten some feedback from, uh, family members. Phil, you swear so much. <laughs> <laughs> 
from mother, sister, brother, mother-in-law, everybody that pretty much has seen this so far or our little clip that was launched. Yeah, well, it's hopefully not going to be that unfiltered moving forward, but it is certainly going to be not fully that, that could be actually a segment. Just Phil unfiltered. Un- Phil unfiltered. <laughs> <laughs> unfiltered with Phil. Unfiltered with <laughs> Phil. We're going to get there. Phil will get angry enough one day about something stupid, and we will record an unfiltered with Phil, and it's, uh, you know... Never a dull moment. Never. Never a dull moment. But we, we, we tell it like it is. We keep it real. We, we are going to screw up, right? But I don't consider those... I mean, I consider those more lessons in life, what not to do in the future, than, uh, than a, tr- a failure, right? You're never going to to succeed, really, if you can't uh, can't eat a couple failures, right? Yeah, Which you, we have had, and we will have many more of, I'm sure. You got to turn the L's into lessons. Exactly. So, so <laughs> we spoke about what got you into real estate, and what yeah. brought you here. So, so what are you doing right now? What projects are you working on? So we are. So there's another another partner in the office. We're currently looking for a uh, another investment property, long term rental. Uh, we'll do a joint venture between the two of us. My even when I got my agent license, um, it was almost not primarily to to sell real estate um, or to I mean, to purchase, act as an agent for other people. It was more of a, a tool in the tool belt, um, along with all the property management, the leasing, the the number crunching of deals, all those things that I've learned over the years. Uh, the next logical step to me was become a become a real estate agent because those are again more skills that you can use to help grow a personal portfolio. And if you can't tell, I'm a big fan of joint ventures. I, I like bringing other people along on this journey with me. Uh, I like kind of helping raise up those around me and who might not have the, the knowledge, expertise, or time to, uh, to be acting on a project. And that's what I'm here for, is to be, to be able to run that project. And at the same time, bringing multiple people in on a deal there is an element of risk mitigation uh, to that as well, which is which is nice. If any one deal in particular has a problem, it, this is real estate. They're not all going to be perfect, right? Um, that that's been nice. So my my next kind of big thing, a while getting this agent thing down pretty perfect, is uh, is going to be the next the goal for the next little while. At the same time, growing it that uh, joint venture portfolio and personal real estate portfolio um, as an investment is the definitely the long term goal. That that retirement freedom, the the what do you call it? Financial independence, retire early. That whole fire crowd uh, is certainly a goal. Not necessarily. I know I would lose my mind if I actually retire retired, like the traditional uh, the traditional definition. But it's that that lifestyle freedom, right? Knowing that you have the capacity to take on things as they come at you, and if let's say some kind of health or some concern happen that you're not uh, not wondering where that next paycheck is going to come from. So the next big target for Phil's life is going to be uh, be figuring out how real estate and joint venture deals, lots of high cash flow rental properties can help me hit that retirement mark, if you will. You, again, not planning on retiring anytime soon, but hit that retirement mark while also helping clients uh, attain their real estate portfolio. So that's basically where, uh, you know, where I'm at my, my goal for the next little bit. Uh, how about yourself? What's, uh, what's the goal for Spiro in the future? So for myself, again, we, we do come from a little bit of a different background in this. So you've been really adept to all of the different challenges in, uh, investing. You've gone through it a bunch of times and, and that's where your heart is. That's what got you into real estate. Mm -hmm. I love working with clients. Uh, That's something that 
you know, I wake up in the morning and that, that excites me. Yeah. The, the, you know, the new clients that walk in and, and want help or just helping people guide them, help helping guide them through yeah. purchasing real estate. That for me, that's really exciting. And that's something I really like. So, so at this point in my career, that's something I'm really focusing on is, nice. is, a uh, is always expanding my client base. I love working with people. So it really excites me when I work with people. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, so something I've recently done is uh, created a group, uh, real estate investment for beginners, and and it, it's it's mainly in the GTA. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like to talk about properties in Toronto because of the tremendous upside. Yep. Um, something about Toronto that I really do like uh, is is the industries that are mm-hmm. in Toronto currently. So so you don't get that effect of a Detroit or uh, a lot of the surrounding cities in Toronto where they have their one industry that yes that, you know holds the whole town together yeah. and god forbid that company or that industry ever the industry ever stops being an industry we are evolving as a society hugely fast right yeah. or that company pulls out right That's, and then the whole city the whole town is just yeah what what do you value look what happened in detroit so that's yeah. something that i really looked into and that's also ties back to the reason i went to school in in for economics and finance right is that always interests me is why do things like this happen? Mm-hmm. So uh, learning more and more about that and, uh, and about, you know, this, all this talk around a bubble, yeah. uh, looking into Toronto and all the industries that Toronto has, uh, it's, it's hard to see a bubble anytime soon. And, uh, and just giving that advice to other people, not, not exactly advice, but it's, it's more of an opinion. Yeah, take, of course. You know, and, and it's something that I am a little bit educated on. So I, mm-hmm. I could actually help with that. So, so this meetup group is, is uh, so far, it's been really, really good. Yeah. Uh, right now, we have over 200 people in it in, in a yeah, month and a bit. it's growing span. quick. I think it's a month span. So a lot of people are really interested on it, and mm-hmm. uh, and I'm always there to listen and help. I've had a lot of conversations with people in the group, and and uh, they're very happy. So, um, yeah, if you're interested, go to Meetup, and uh, it's, on, it's on Meetup. You can get the app or uh, browse it on the web, and uh, it's called Real Estate Investment for beginners so i'm i'm holding our second big meeting uh uh, in the beginning of september now and um we'll see where it goes from there right now it's i I just talk about the basics so uh, why buy real estate the basics is is actual the actual meetings uh, i've been holding yeah and it's just kind of a primer on uh, investors or first-time home buyers and and what to look for in a property why to look for it Mm -hmm. you know what are your opportunities and going forward what you should do so so that's re- that really excites me right now, yeah. and and with the that's last fun. one uh, we actually partnered with CIBC, and uh, and had them talk about mortgages and mm-hmm. your different options. So I mean it was it was a huge success, and I'm I'm really happy about it, and excited to see where it goes in the future. So stuff. so that's something I'm really uh, focusing on right now, um, along with the podcast and social media. I've been I've been uh, getting on Hard. social media yeah. as as much as I can. I mean. I know my friends will vouch for this. They'll all ask me, "Oh, you're in real estate? Yep, <laughs> it's working. <laughs> it, it is. It is working. It that's is for, for right. sure. So, so just continually improving that, yeah. and uh, and looking for new ways to connect with people and 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 really help people. I think that's again, that's what it all comes down to. Um, yeah. is is bettering people because the way I look at it is, uh, you could work with high volume in, in real estate sales and, yeah. uh, and being a realtor. And just go for the one-offs where you're like, I don't, I don't give a shit about you. Yeah. You're just gonna get this property. I'm gonna get Sweet. my check Thank, and later, you know, tell here. your tell your friends about me. Yeah. Bye. That's like that's I feel like what a lot of people think 
of realtors, of realtors yeah. where I strongly believe in the opposite of giving really good service yeah. and, and working with them so that they want to work with of you. Of course. You know, it's it's a much more long-term view on how to you know grow a business, if you will. It is. Is that you really have to care about your clients and not just treat them as a commission check exactly. or as another another number, another notch on the belt or whatnot. It's uh, it it's also incredibly fulfilling, right? It's, there's so so much more value from on both sides of things if you've gained a a friend or relationship out of out of a client afterwards, and uh, you can, it's kind of fun to watch. Well, again, on the the investment side, maybe a little bit different, but it's fun to watch people's portfolios kind of grow year over year. It's something and, that. I don't think it's talked about enough is mm-hmm. that even, even to the non-investor, yeah. when you see somebody that you've helped, and yeah. you're always in touch and they're not burdened by a huge mortgage because you yeah. set them up properly. Maybe yeah. you put in a tenant in their basement yeah. and it pays off the mortgage, or maybe you advise them on different areas, different price ranges, where to go, what's mm-hmm. what you believe is going to appreciate soon. It, yeah. it, you can see the difference of, the life that they live yeah, yeah. where you get that person that is always struggling to make mortgage payments, you know, maybe overpaid on a property. Maybe the property had a lot more issues that weren't, uh, at least pointed out mm-hmm. before. I mean, we're realtors, we're not contractors, so we don't know all that, but yeah. we do know the people you should ask. Exactly. Yeah. So, so we're kind of like, we're kind of like a general contractor in real estate. Yeah. We're the ones that the hook you up with everything and yeah. have the connections and know a lot of people. And, I, and I've always liked that. I've always been really talkative. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and in friend groups, you know, I'm always the one that maybe talks a little bit too much and <laughs> jokes around a little bit too much. But, you know, I'm sure a lot of my That's friends okay. tune me out half the time. <laughs> hey, you get fine. used to you. Yeah, it's it's fine. I'm a I'm an acquired taste. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. That's okay. So, so am I. So, yeah, you know, the, uh, the meetup group's been something that's that's uh, really important to me that's and good. and also i mean in my in my life mm-hmm. uh, up till now sports have been huge right so i mean right now i'm wearing my jays jersey yeah. i'm always wearing jerseys and yeah oh. it just i think that for me you know the rafters just won their first championship yep. and uh you know i stayed out all night at nathan phillips square slept nuts. there the I'm kid is absolutely nuts yep and i we learned i missed a huge opportunity i should have been at nathan phillips square selling diapers oh yeah uh would have made an absolute <laughs> killing hopefully i can do that again one day in the future yeah that'd be that'd be i won't be there next time <laughs> you <learned laughs> I, your lesson i've learned one. my lesson yeah 12 hours with no food or oh your washroom it yeah. was it was I mean, the no food was okay, but the the washroom yeah was really tough. After yeah. six hours, you're like, maybe I should have no drank so much water. Yeah, no kidding. So, yeah, I mean, it was still it was still a time seeing seeing the Raptors there. Mm-hmm. I, I they're probably my favorite Toronto team. You know, yeah. I love the Leafs, love the Jays, love TFC. The Argos are a thing. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you know, sorry Argos. Toronto Rock is yep. also a thing, and rugby. I don't really watch, but. Hey, Wolfpack. Shout yeah, out Liberty Village. Liberty Village, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, sports are really important to me and, and just getting out and playing as much as I can, hitting the gym, yep. living an active uh, lifestyle. Nice. Really yeah. important. Um, other than sports, too, uh, some of my other hobbies, I love listening to audiobooks and podcasts. Yeah. Hence, Hence the this. podcast. The podcast yeah. gets so much different, too, once you're actually trying to run one. Oh, you yeah. listen to different parts and like, huh, is that, maybe I should try this thing. Not yeah. a bad idea, Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah, Joe Rogan. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm the mini Joe Rogan. There you go. 
I just need to lose my hair, get more <laughs> jacked, and know a lot of rich people. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> we'll get there. Yeah, no, but yeah, the podcasts and audiobooks, I'm always listening on, on yeah. audiobooks. Audiobooks are life changing. Oh, yeah. I think once people get the, that whole stigma of reading out of their mind, I, I know a lot of people, and yeah. some of my family members are like this too, where. Mm-hmm. I mean, reading's not for them, and it's not for everybody. I mean... No, I didn't. I never really liked reading, if you will. Just more from a... I like the fact that I can multitask with, with yes, audiobooks. Yes, that's exactly... Right? That's is exactly I, I can't read a book and drive to work, but I can listen to an audiobook and drive to work. Exactly. And I, I'm, I, I'm not really good at sitting down and staring at a book for an hour, two, three, four at a time. I'm not... Uh, it's, it's really tough. No, for sure. So having, having audiobooks and Audible being like a huge part of part of life now there's so much more a just like fiction fun content but at the same time it's much easier to digest like the business books and and real estate uh just kind of educational content as well that way yeah yeah no books are books are really important i think i think as soon as people start listening to audiobooks and they realize you know, you find something that you like and, and you realize this could be something for you. Yeah. It's a lot easier to get through them. Oh, and, for sure. And I mean, like, another good part of it is when you read a book, you have to read every single word, every single page. And, and yeah. I'm sure 30%, 40% of most books, you're like, okay, I'm blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Especially, you know, the self-help Skipping books. 12 words a line. Business. And yeah, you read a page. It can be super and, dry. Yeah, yeah. And, and you read, you know, two pages and you're like, wait a minute. I missed the whole topic. Yeah, so you have to kind of read it again and again. I mean, I do this in university all the time. Mm -hmm. And in my textbooks, you read a full page and then you're like, damn, I was thinking about the Leafs Anything. Yeah. I got I was thinking about Call of Duty. Oh my god, I gotta go back. So And this is why I sucked in school is because I thought the same thing, but I just didn't go back. (laughs) (laughs) I just said, Oh, I missed it. Fuck it, let's move on. (laughs) I'm gonna drop this class. So audiobooks kids. Audiobooks. Get into them. Yes, absolutely. They're Good. If schools were smart, they would print or you know, digitize the audio. Oh, yeah. Uh, lectures, the, the, too. Lectures oh, my audio books or something they like make that. make them way better. Yeah. Lectures. Uh, New business plan for anybody that wants to jump on that. Maybe we'll get into that. There you go. Film the kid lectures. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't God. think anybody should listen to us. No. Maybe on we, real estate. There you go. Yeah. Maybe a little bit on economics. There you go. On a basic level. And not me. Some finance stuff. Eh, yeah. Well, we'll see. <laughs> How about you? What are your, what are your hobbies? What is Phil into? Uh, cars are, have always been a mainstay in my life. Like not, I, I used to be, and I, I tried again recently to get uh, to get back into Muay Thai. It was a huge thing for me. Um, that that's always been my martial arts have always been my avenue to to fitness. Um, until now, up until this point, getting into a gym and doing a solo workout is kind of dry for me, but I think it's something that I need to start because I don't know if these poor shins can handle Muay Thai anymore. Oh, yeah. That's rough on you. Jumping back into it for the first Oof. time recently after uh, five, six, seven years, it was a month of shin splinty pain after two classes. I can't imagine. Whole man. I mean, that just a testament the to The shin how. on shin. Oh, my God. That, just the that sound. I used, we just... used to do a lot, more, a lot more of that back in the day. Thankfully, everything is nice and padded up now, yeah, usually nice. nowadays. But uh, cars have always been a thing. That, that's that been my, you know, I was the Fast and Furious nerd in high school. I was modifying my grandma's Camry that I got when I was 16. <laughs> like, And then I, then I got a sweet 240SX from my aunt, and my life was over. That was just car car heaven so even back when i was managing those lovely little properties in orangeville i would take my sweet genesis that had 
five digits worth of modifications in it <laughs> driving down highway nine and pulling up into the parking lot every single day. So that's been a, that's always been kind of a, a thing for me trying now to stay calm and not go too crazy living in Toronto. It's tough to drive a race car around all the time. Um, so trying to stay modest with my car obsession is a, is a struggle. So I found a new obsession in sneakers recently that my wife absolutely despises, but <laughs> she's just going to have to deal with it. <laughs> Who has more shoes? I Me at this point, for sure. Yeah. I think even before it was me, but I had like cheaper shoes just to have options uh, that she didn't like. But then when she started to see the price tag of some of the new shoes, oh, yeah. that, uh, that wasn't you're still a fan. Married. Yeah, no kidding. I, uh, <laughs> I, I'm not wearing my Gary V's today, so I won't show those, but one day... Maybe I can well, get aren't a these the out. Stranger Things? These are the these are the Stranger Things. Oh, that's a terrible <laughs> shot. The sweet uh, Stranger Things collab. Nice. Hawkins High. Oh, I can't even see it. Uh, I'm not flexible. <laughs> see, get back into Muay Thai, kids, because then you're flexible enough to put your feet on tables. That hurt a lot. <laughs> uh, uh, on that note, uh, yeah. Why don't we just cut it here so I can go stretch? Yeah, we we both need to stretch out that. I need to wash <laughs> my eyes. Isn't it? <laughs> So you could uh, you could actually find me on Instagram, uh, uh, Facebook, or my website or Meetup, as I said. Um, yeah. On uh, most of them, I'm at, at Spiro Vrisellis. Uh, you can look at me up SpiroVrisellis.com. That's my website. Uh, I do have a blog on there with uh, weekly posts. I'm trying to up that to uh, almost daily, but right now I have uh, two to three posts a week. Um, other content there. I, I like to take some photos of the area of. Uh, uh, mainly downtown Toronto, and post them uh, almost daily. So you can find that on my blog too. Uh, again, spiroverysauce.com. Uh, feel free to mess around there, and you can uh, look into me a little more. How about you? Nice. Uh, you can find me on uh, the, kind of the usual platforms, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, if you will. LinkedIn, yes. Uh, Phil Gardner on all of those. PhilG.re on, uh, on Instagram. Uh, philgardner.ca is a website in progress should be up by the time this gets posted but we'll see um, as well as you can find the the podcast Instagram account specifically at uh, Phil and the kid uh, and you can also likely find by the time this is posted links to the YouTube page as well all right uh, yeah thank you everybody for every every one person probably like my mom that, uh, <laughs> thanks, that mom. actually thanks mom for actually listening to this podcast. And uh, hopefully we will we'll see you again. Tune in to our the next one. Likely, what do we do this weekly? Yeah, weekly. We- Every Tuesday we'll drop them. Dropping them so, on yeah. Tuesdays. Thank you for tuning in to the Phil and the Kid podcast, and we will catch you next week. <laughs>